Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know real quick that I'm putting this up with basically no uh, editing or anything, just some noise reduction and some compression. Uh, stuff happens. Uh, enjoy. What's good, all you cool cats and crows? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, episode 47. Joining me this week are the best bros you could ever find this side of the Mississippi. It's Mike and Juan Dedios. Hello. If you're asking why I'm speaking like this, it's because we are going to be talking about the 1972 film Fritz the Cat. And uh, I just kind of felt like that voice was semi-appropriate for that. Mm. Hey, fuck well, you, we'll Juan. We'll, we'll, get into, we'll get into why. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll get into why. <laughs> yeah, we'll, and, we'll discuss. <laughs> and if this is your first, uh, uh, your first listening of the uh, the most bestest mediocre podcast about anime and animation, the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, uh, you can uh, check us out on all your favorite streaming apps. Blah blah, that and that, and uh, check out my uh, album that I put out my EP that I put on Spotify that I'll sample here. Uh, just to shill it out because I forgot to do it in the Noragami podcast. But I kind of want to get into this uh, this film because um, it's different. It's a different thing. And uh, I also want to put in this um, semi-warning. If you are like me and, I'm, and a bunch of other people, you kind of get annoyed especially in the climate that we live in now with um, political opinions and political speech. And just because of the, uh, just because of the uh, everything about this film, it, it, we might get into politics. Um, mm-hmm. Not really that deep, really. But, you know, if, if you care so much, uh, you should just stop listening now. <laughs> and, uh, Check out maybe you know some of the dude. Check out Noragami. That was a good show. Yeah, I mean, there's, just, there's just no way to avoid it because yeah, it that's that's just that's just what this is. Movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, I will also say if you if your political opinions are just black and white and A and B, uh, wake up, you sheeple, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know diversify because not everything is black and white. Things are complex. The answers of the world aren't so open and easy to answer don't be afraid of adversity and blah 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 did. and, <laughs> <in that. laughs> yeah. and so it begins the cat is such a great role model it's such a, uh, i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> but um this 
this film was a lot better than I expected it to be, in all honesty. Um, that's not saying a lot because I didn't expect a lot from it. Um, I only heard about Fritz the Cat because of the uh, infamy, semi-infamy behind it. Um, and I was just expecting, you know, animal sex and, uh, you know, stuff. And also because this is a film, um, we're just going to get straight into it. Like spoilers and all, no break, no, no spoilers after the break or whatever. It's just a, uh, forget how long it's like an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and something. Uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's an 80 minute runtime and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's about an an hour and, uh, like. 15 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fritz the Cat. This thing uh, delves... I, I didn't expect it to be such a political... I, I didn't expect this to be so much of a social commentary of like the late 60s and early 70s. I thought it was just going to be fucking happy-go-lucky uh, free cat fucking. Uh, and there was cat fucking. There was cat fucking and aardvark fucking and crow fucking and uh, hippo fucking. Whatever yeah, those, all those. I mean, was that really fucking? It sounded more like they just beat the shit out of her. I, I, the, we all got our rocks in kind of sounded to me like they all kind of like, uh, you know, they, they were all satisfied. So I think, I, I, oh, I feel she, like there she was wasn't a hippo. She was a horse. Yeah. Was she go. a horse? I was like, I don't, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't oh, think man. she was a hippo, but yeah, she because was. Because the lizard girl was like, I want to ride that horse. Okay. Uh-huh. That makes sense. So then and, it was, it was, it was much like that, uh, that, uh, that episode, that opera episode of, uh, Bugs Bunny and Elmer, Elmer, eh, Elmer Fudd Elmer, when yeah. they had that like gigantic fucking fat white horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, that, that was great. <laughs> yeah. What do you this, mean that this was wasn't too much? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this was okay. <laughs> this was okay. <laughs> so uh, before any of that, um, other than talking about Fritz the Cat, have you guys ever heard of Ralph Bakshi? I've heard the name thrown around before, but I've never really like. Yeah, and and you've it. you've told me of it before, but also I think I've heard of it because of the lord of the rings animation yeah um i kind of wanted to have miguel onto this episode um because he is such a uh an a buff particularly an an an, like a american animation buff or a like early ish american animation buff and he's seen a few more things than i have as far as like early american animation goes and he's he was a pretty big fan about of Ralph Bakshi, but I'm not sure if he had ever seen Fritz the Cat before, which was his first like um animated film. I know he'd seen, I think he'd seen the Lord of the Ring things mm-hmm. and the uh, Fire and Ice thing, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty well, sure he Lord, didn't see this. The Lord of the Rings, I remember it came out in Cartoon Network like on a Thanksgiving day. I don't remember what year, but I remember it came out. That's weird. Yeah, it was like at random and just popped up like that whole movie. I think because because Lord of the Rings was was coming out, it was getting it and it was like getting a lot of reviews. Mm-hmm. So Cartoon Network just put that movie on. They're <laughs> like, fuck movie. it. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember anything about that movie? Um, it was when uh. The only part I remember is when uh, the hobbits were 
getting pulled around by Gollum. Mm-hmm. And that's all I remember. And then, like, at one scene, I guess they were fighting because then there's a lot of, like, wounded men everywhere. Huh. But uh, it, it did use a lot of that, like, that uh, rotoscoping. Okay. And yeah, adding, yeah, yeah. like, real people to the mix. I remember that part. Um, from what I can see, Ralph actually is um, kind of uh, into rotoscoping and into just like having pe- like just having people, like having a realistic uh, outlook on everything. Because as uh, as fantastical as you know, animals living in the city is, um, especially after listening to his um, to an interview that he had. Uh, he wanted to try and keep this animated film like as grounded as he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that if it were up to him, he'd he'd replace mm-hmm. all the animals with uh, with like actual people just to keep it as real as he could. <laughs> all their penises and all their penises and everything. All their tiny penises. All their tiny penises. <laughs> it, it's you're it's not you're cat, not black you ain't enough. Black enough. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't black enough. Oh man. And she's still fucking. And she's still, f- dude. She was just toying with him. She just wanted to demean him, and that just yeah. got her off so much. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, "Fuck you!" I had an epiphany. Oh my god, that's so, man. This, um, you know, so with everything, um, you get out of it whatever you see in it, whether it was the uh, directors or creators' intent or not. Um, and I got a lot more out of this than I was expecting. Um, so the, the political cartoon was created by a guy named Robert Crumb who didn't even want, he didn't even want to sell the rights to his cartoon or I don't, I don't even think it was a political cartoon. I think it was just a cartoon at the time. And he was just, you know, putting his ideas and all of this in the underground comic scene. But, um, Mm -hmm somebody with power of authority signed over the rights so they could make this show. And, uh, he didn't like the movie (laughs) (laughs) like to the point where he sued to try and get his name removed from the credits because he was so unhappy about it. Mm. Uh, I actually pulled this quote out because I thought it was like really interesting that, um, you know, you've heard of people like not liking things like even the, Mm. uh, the ghost in the show creator, went or not the ghost well yeah he he i think he came out and said something about it but i'm not too sure but i do know that the uh the reason dragon ball super exists is because the creation of dragon ball evolution and how much fucking uh what's his name who's the guy that made dragon yeah toriyama hated dragon dragon ball evolution so much that he was like no 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 they did it all wrong i'm gonna show them how it's done fuck these guys and then super became what it is i mean i mean you know can you blame them evolution is like a fucking travesty oh so bad goku's a teenage boy and it's all a high school drama it's a fucking high school drama it's like what the fuck yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean these version better i the only version that i ever saw was that chinese version yeah (laughs) that they played in spanish yeah is that the one that you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, the Chinese about. knockoff I version. I don't even know if it was 1970s, but it sure looked like it. And it didn't look new, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the quote that I got from Crumb in an interview with, uh, what's that thing called? Like uh, 
michaelbarrier.com was uh he thought that the film was really a reflection of Bakshi's confusion that there was a real repressed like there's something repressed about it and in a way it's a more twisted version of his own stuff and he didn't like like the sex attitude about it it all just felt like repressed horniness to him and he just wasn't into it and I was so like, like that's so Fritz is like a self insert yeah that's how I saw it. That's how I, I saw see it. that. Like I understand the whole like there was social commentary and everything, but it did feel like the, the means to the end was just him having orgies. Yeah. yeah, and I, which you could argue is like the point of the character because they do point it out multiple times. However, self awareness does not mean that you know you're a better person because of it. Like just because you're aware you're a piece of shit doesn't make you make you, you a know, better yeah make that's... you a better person. So. Like admitting the faults of the series does not absolve it of the fault. Yeah, and then this is also. I feel like this is also kind of a. This is a social commentary on a bunch of issues that, kind of like surprisingly, still pertain to this day. I want to say, um, yeah, with everybody pretending to know what they're saying and what they're talking about and trying I, to I be really woke like and that. intellectual. But I, I did like that. Yeah. But the person ranting about that was an was, older Fritz who was doing the same, the shit same thing to get laid. Yeah. To get laid. Which so it's like it's exactly what I said before. It's like he's he's playing it up because he's like, Oh, I know that that's how to get women easy and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're still doing it. It's uh yeah. it's a it's it's a motto that uh, I, I followed uh for you know for a long time, which is uh you know, ironic shit posting is still shit posting. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's uh, that's something that carries on into life. Yeah. Which, well, y- you like it, but I don't because it feels really close to home because <laughs> I see that on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah. What, people talking no, about shit that no. they don't know anything about? And, yeah, not only that, just the way that Brits talks, you know, the inflictions of the, the idealisms and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, it's... In, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, the, I, I get that enough from day-to-day life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of people like that, and it's crazy how it's like... How it's like things from like you know like forty years ago are still mm-hmm. fucking an issue here. Yeah, and it's just like, damn. It we haven't like we've advanced enough we to where some of these, like some of these issues aren't as big as they were. But the fact that there's still most part, issues, we're the same. Yeah, yeah like, that's just like mm. when all those women were surrounding the the crow, the the, the black person stand in clearly. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. when they were all standing around him talking about like this and that about you know the facts of blacks and how blacks are like. Uh, like they were just like, uh, like constant. They were like they were coddling him, and they were telling him all these things about like, you know, like they're trying to make him feel proud and this and that. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I do all these things because I really love black people and like this and that. But it's like at the end of the day, they're doing it for browning points because they want to feel better as a person. So oh they say yeah, shit. and it's just it's something that's so common nowadays as well, especially now with the age of the internet, where you get to see people talking about this. On you, you give you give these retarded people like a um, platform to uh, shout it to the heavens and then everyone gets to see how retarded they are oh yeah i mean the the best way that i could put it is just uh and it's also like the most like bland way it's just posers calling posers posers yeah and it's just exactly what it is yeah and whether you know i don't know um i guess i didn't see 
I didn't read any of the original political cartoon, and um, I didn't see enough of the interview with Ralph Bakshi that I wanted to 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 know if that was actually his intent. Because if that was his intent, man, these people are acting like exactly like they should act in order to give that message of, hey, our culture is so hypocritical that you know these people are getting mad at these people for pretending to be something that they aren't while they are also being something that they're pretend, pretending to not be. And I kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt that um, that's what his message was, was just like posers calling posers posers. Only because at the very end, when he's, uh, when he's with those Nazi radicals yeah, and he's installing the dynamite and he just like... He's, um, like talking and saying, Hey, this isn't right. Like what you're doing isn't right. But at the same time, he's carrying the dynamite to the power plant that they're going to blow up. And like, he's, um, he's speaking out about it. He's speaking out about something while still still doing it. And, uh, it's just so it's such a simple thing to do, you know, and it's a simple thing to, to put out there, but it's just so weird that it like 40 years later, it's still, there's still people like that. And you just, it's still a narrative that you see around there where people, people are speaking out about things, but at the same time, they're, they're doing nothing to stop the things. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people are, pushing or are helping those things move forward by just like moving with the herd basically yeah yeah wake up sheeple wake up <laughs> sheeple <laughs> i mean fritz was doing that constantly where he's like shout- i mean oh, he started a, a fucking shit. riot he started yeah. a riot after like he was ha- he was in the middle of having sex with the crow lady and then he's like i had an epiphany and then he starts shouting out about the man and how the police are at fault and so like all the crows gang up on the police and there's a big shootout and then the jets come in and yeah like like Chris he's just, like, but, fucks off. But the end result is that he was like, "Hey, am I in the newspapers? You know, am I am I famous now? You know, are they yeah, looking for me?" Yeah, he he was more concerned about like about himself, like, about himself. Yeah. It's always like how he looks or how he's perceived. Yeah, he and, wants to be like the like the the famous person. He's an attention whore. That's, that's what he is. Yeah, and, and a lot a lot like that ending scene. Um, during that scene, he's like, he's put, he's prodding, like he's aggravating the people to act out on his whims. But when it comes to act on it, he just runs away and hides. Yeah. And it's just kind of, a, um, how can I put it like this? There are three obvious acts in this show and in each act, you could see what the message is. And I feel like the message is, uh, the end message is the same in all three acts where it's just like, you know, uh, all these people are are saying stuff, but they're not doing anything. Yeah. And then the people that were doing things were doing things just because, like, they had ulterior motives to it. It wasn't it wasn't ever about like uh, about the thing they said they weren't they were doing it for. It was always some ulterior motive. Like they just used something virtuous as a guise for what like their actual intentions were. It was usually selfish. Like the people who wanted to blow up shit, they just wanted like a, a like an outlet to be like aggressive to 
take out their sadistic tendencies on and shit. And Fritz calls it out as much. And like Fritz is a reliable narrator in that he's like the like it's meta in that like he he explains like defaults in people and stuff like that while completely ignoring his own faults. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's so he's uh, there to like talk about them, but never correct himself. Yeah, and it's it's like a it's a character that you see all the time, but it's also a character that exists in real life because you like there there are people that I've talked to and that I kind of know that act the same way where they you know they they call out the faults of people, but they yeah. refuse to acknowledge mm-hmm. the faults of themselves. So you could almost say that they put other people on a higher standard than them. Yeah. yeah. They don't practice what they preach. Not one bit. Yeah. I feel like my, uh, the, the best part of this movie and the worst part of this movie was whenever, so, um, you know, black people, crows are a stand-in for, for black people and cats are a stand-in for, you know, American-born white, white people. And whenever Fritz goes into that crow that uh crowbar, he mm-hmm. bumps into that guy playing pool, and due to him bumping into that guy, he makes all of the uh, the fifteen balls into the holes, and he makes like he's so happy about it. And the guy's uh, the guy's so happy that he tells Fritz that he'll buy him a drink and you know granted before before he makes before he accidentally makes the crow make all you know all the balls into the pool table he's saying as a cat i have a considerable guilt complex because my kind have always brought suffering onto your kind and my soul is tortured and tormented by the by this racial crisis and he's making himself sound so fucking sympathetic to their issues because he read about it in a book mm-hmm. like yeah he, <laughs> like he's pretending to know what's what's going on and then after um he, you know after that action of the crow bumping into of uh, fritz bumping into the crow and subsequently causing the balls all to go into you know a, a, a hole in one but with you know pool balls to happen the crow's like Oh, I'll buy you a drink. And Fritz is like, "Oh, cool. Hey, boy, can I have a drink?" And, and the bartender is also black. And, and the bartender is also black. Boy. Yeah. And if I don't, I don't know how, um, how far gone these racial slurs are now. Like, I know there are some people that haven't I'm heard. Pretty sure that's still a uh, pretty bad. It, I don't, yeah, it's still it, a very touchy one. Yeah, the word "boy" is one of those that is like. It's a demeaning term. Yeah, it's like you're 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 um. Not only you're that, them like. Yeah, but not only that, you don't hear it as often as demeaning, but it really is. It is, demeaning. um, especially back then. Back then, it was still like super fucking. You you might. It's not as bad as just saying the n word straight up, but you. <laughs> it's like uh, even then, like even nowadays, um, I had a conversation with somebody that didn't know that the word coon was a racial slur. And they like they never put it together, and I was like, "How? How? It's just such a. I mean, to me, it was such an obvious thing, but they didn't know about it because you know they just didn't think about it like that. And they watched South Park and stuff, and they thought that, uh, you know, the fucking the coon, you know, Cartman superhero was just a raccoon, whatever. They didn't actually put two and two together and realize that it was a racial slur. So I can see how." 
if you if you watch this nowadays, like yeah. you might hear him say boy and you might not get the context behind the word. Yeah. Uh, but when I watched it, I was like, oh, fuck. This guy's a piece <laughs> of shit. This self-righteous, <laughs> self-centered fucking asshole. He is yeah. a massive asshole. He is a massive asshole. But does not have a massive dick. Does not have <laughs> quite a small cat penis. That poor guy. <laughs> He's not black enough. He's not black enough. Um, what were you guys expecting when you started watching this? Uh, from from what I told you, from from well, anything that I told you, what were you expecting at all? Well, let, let me just explain. I mean, all I ever heard was you guys oh, saying oh. Uh, animal fucking, and so I was like, I'm gonna go into this with a lot of animal fucking. I didn't I didn't go in expecting social commentary whatsoever. Um, okay, so yesterday before we started recording the podcast for Noragami, um, we made a joke. That oh boy, I hope Juan watches this on the plane <laughs> on his way oh, back to yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> Is that what happened? You didn't say that. No. Okay. No, but I just wanna um, for the longest time when you kept saying you wanted to watch Bristol Cat, and this was before you wanted to do it for the podcast. I thought you were uh, you were talking about another cat cartoon, ah. yeah, Felix the Cat. Oh yeah, Felix the Cat. <laughs> He's a nice cat. <laughs> yeah, fucking Felix the Cat. So for the longest time, that's what I was thinking. And when I was watching this show, I was like, this is not Felix the Cat. <laughs> this isn't the cute Felix black the and white cartoon that I remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I watched this and and know what, I'm, what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't watch it on the plane. God. That would have been very awkward. It would have been so awkward. Do you think this will... Do you think something like this would be able to be made nowadays with the current uh, climate? No. Well, you have things like South Park and um, that are doing like some extreme shit. Yeah. And what other? Shows I don't think it like would that? be nearly as raunchy though. No, it probably they they wouldn't be able to get a- away with as much as they they got away with in cable television. No, but remember, this is like back in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, yeah, 72. Was this, was, this, was this movie mainstream? This movie was made with an... According to Ralph Bakshi in his interview, it was made with an $800,000 budget, which at that time he said was not a lot of money. And when they released it in the U.S., it made $25 million, And worldwide, sure. it made $90 million. And at the time, it was the most su- successful independent animated film. So it was pretty uh well known worldwide um i didn't like i didn't see what the critical like reviews were about it because you know um i just didn't have time to look that stuff up yeah but i was gonna say i was gonna say you know something like this would have happened in in a uh, more underground scene yeah but like that's a weird thing though it it actually it kind of happened in an underground scene because it didn't get mm-hmm. like a major theatrical release. It got a, a limited theatrical release. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yes. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I'm ass- go I'm assuming kind of like what anime films get now. You know, they just mm-hmm. get released in limited screens. Yeah, and, and that's what I was gonna say. You know, something like this that was raunchy. You know, would have to be an underground. 
Then again, there are some mm, European movies that are just as raunchy. Oh well, yeah, like, I mean, look Europe. at the French animation scene. Like that, that would definitely pass over there. Yeah, yeah. Or, like European in general. So it would be a, a French guy doing this. Yeah, yeah. most likely. I yeah. I yeah. Uh, like, um. I mean, I've already said, like, my whole take on, like, you know, Fritz's personality and how he's, like, both the narrator and the uh, person that, uh, or the, the commentator, but uh, he's also, like, the person that you're viewing. Like, he's not your insert in the ride. Yeah. No. He's just another person that likes uh, fucking, like, talking shit. Yeah. He's, he's just I mean, very pretentious. He's yeah. right about a lot of the people, but at the same time, it invalidates everything because he doesn't follow his own advice. No, mm-hmm. not one. And bit. like his excuse in universe is that it's like, oh well, you know, it gets me what I want and shit like that. But that doesn't make you any better of a person. Like it doesn't absolve you of the stupid shit you're doing just because you do it just to like as a means to an end. It, it doesn't make you like you know better or smarter or anything like that. It just means that like yes, you're you're technically playing the system, but you're still part of the system. Mm-hmm. Which is like exactly like uh, like Nuni was saying the whole where he's bitching about like how these people are phonies and not real like uh, they're not real activists or anything like that. While he's yeah. still putting the rope up and he's like, and I'm not gonna like set up your bomb and blow up this thing while still doing it. Yeah, it's like he's bitching about the way the world is, but at the same time is still contributing actively to it. So it's like you know, at the end of the day, he's he's still part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and even at the end of the movie, it's like he didn't learn anything at no, all. No, not one bit. <laughs> he, he's still he's still fucking women, and that's yep. that's also kind of that's kind of sadly um, relevant to today because there are so many people that get taught these things and get pointed out these obvious problems with their way of thinking and their way of just making everything so simple and black you know they just make they make situations simple for themselves and Mm -hmm. a lot of situations don't have simple solutions a lot of Mm -hmm. things are complex in this world but you know they they get pointed out these facts and they're like "Eh, i don't care you know i just like what i like this and that they just make everything so like like i said in the warning in the beginning they just make everything so a and b so black and white so this or that And it's just, uh, it's kind of sad. Yeah, and I always wonder these type of people, if they get an ass whooping, would they learn from that ass whooping? But well, because I feel like that, like they'll never learn, no matter how you. There's some people who need a good kick in the ass, and then it'll it'll fix, it'll set them right. Yeah. There's some people that need multiple kicks in the ass to set them right. <laughs> And then there's people who, no matter how many times you beat the shit out of them, <laughs> they'll never learn. No, they just they just keep being the same people. They keep being the same person, making the same mistakes. Just don't like mm-hmm. like the the. I feel like the one of the only things that kind of uh, stayed in the in the early seventies and late sixties was the satire about um people using creativity as means for like sex and experimenting with drugs and stuff 
Um, because, you know, there, there are some people that still exist like that, that just kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they kind of pose as musicians or poets or singers or whatever, just to like get pussy. But that's also like in this day and age with the advent of the internet, anybody could do any of that. You could just look up a YouTube video and, you know, become anything. So in order to become, uh, somebody that stands out you have to be pretty good at what you do. And if, in order to be pretty good at what you do, you kind of have to be dedicated. You can't mm-hmm. just be somebody that's like going out to get some ass or, you know, mm-hmm. to use as, as an excuse to, to get fucked up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You see that? I mean, w- what major were they in? I mean, he was a poet, <laughs> so I'm guessing liberal arts. I, I'm guessing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, that that still exists. That's still a thing in the liberal arts. Yeah, like uh, if I didn't if I didn't work as a gas station clerk by UT by college, and I didn't see people acting in this almost literal exact same way, um, I wouldn't be so um, surprised by this. I would have been like, oh, this is a product of its time, and this and that, but. I've seen people like in plain view in like ear range tell me or tell their friends, oh, I understand the black people struggle or, you know, these, these, you know, these people, these cops are just so power hungry or, you know, these old people just don't get what's going on in the world and I'm the best and, you know, basically everything that's going on this in this movie is still being repeated by the day mm-hmm. and the, you know that might be a product of just people growing up in general like you know maybe uh it's just a phase that people have to go through in order to uh mature like they mm-hmm. they might be they might just become this kind of self-righteous because uh i know i wasn't perfect when i was younger i wasn't this bad like I wasn't going out and telling people, "Hey, I'm right and you're wrong," but mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't the person that I am today, and the person that I am today isn't going to be the person that I am going to be in, you know, ten years or whatever. I'm. I hope. I hope I get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd think that by the time you know we're eighteen, we you just grow up or something happens, but no, no. we're just pieces of shit until maybe. I'd say you're like mid twenties to like your thirties maybe is when you're like you finally start getting better, I'd say. Like it's when you finally like come to terms usually like with your life in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Like, at, at least for me. I know there's some people who happens later and then they have the whole midlife crisis thing. Yeah. I mean here here's the weird thing with me. Whenever I was younger, I used to look at these uh so I had family members that had relationships with older people, like older men, like way older, like double their age, like fucking 13 year olds with 22 year olds or whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, just that's just the way that kind of uh, Hispanic culture is sometimes. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys have had cousins or like distant relatives that have had these like huge age gaps. And for some reason you have like a, a family member that got pregnant at the age of 13 or 14 or whatever and you're like what the fuck well yeah, yeah. i mean like my um so my great 
great my great aunt is the same age as my uh mother dang so yeah i don't i don't want to do the math on that but somewhere along the line things happen yeah and you know this just becomes a thing and you know i never really thought anything of it but the older that i get and the idea of dating or having a relationship with somebody that's um younger than my you know there there are people that mature faster than what i did but when i was Mm -hmm. 18 years old when i was 16 years old when i was 17 years old i didn't know what the fuck was going on i like to pretend that i did you know everybody likes to pretend that they did but knowing what i know now and seeing how i acted back then i i was a fucking child and just the idea of having these relationships with like uh younger people is kind of like baffling to me it's just like dude they're fucking i mean it's because there's like a it's not just that it's like it's the age for like that's the big thing but like the other thing is it's like what people fail to understand is like there there is like a generation gap where it's like you it's really hard to relate to people younger than you and i'm sure everybody should understand that as an adult it's like it's so hard to relate to like people that are just a few years younger than you or people that are just a few years older than you. It just it just happens. Like that's just how it is. It's like Yeah. For some like, reason just a few years difference is like a world like apart from other people. Yeah. Like there there's so to imagine it's like yeah, it's like you're you're like uh like let's say that person's like sixteen or something and the guy is like or the girl is like thirty two or something. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a pretty big difference in perspective and likes and dislikes and like all sorts of there's a huge difference it's not like a yeah we can relate to each other on things it's like sure you know there's like a sexual connection possibly or something yeah. but that's all yeah. you're gonna get that that's all you're getting out of that you'll never have like a one on one for one thing uh you're just getting a, a child that deserves a better life after that in all honesty yeah <laughs> or you know yeah. who knows maybe maybe you become a great parent i'm not gonna tell you what to do with your life yeah. we're not here to judge you i'm just but, saying that that is a, a thing but then again i've had cousins male cousins that can't relate to their people age their group. age yeah I mean, and, they, that, and they're, they're talking to like the freaking 40s and 60 year olds yeah uh, and they just want to be like them so it's like uh, you at some points yeah you do have kids that can't relate to their elders but then again you have some other kids that want to do the same things that the elders did born in the wrong generation yeah but like it's yeah that's exactly the thing so it's like yeah you know they want to hang out with the adults and they'll get along with them this and that but at the end of the day it's like they're still going to be lacking like that actual experience with those people so it's just like i'm sure there's some who can get along just fine but for the most part it's it's like a hollow shell of, Mm -hmm. of like a of an actual like connection yeah. with those people in the age group it's never mm-hmm. like a like i don't know to me like an ideal relationship would be someone that like you connect with on both a sexual and like an emotional level yeah mm-hmm. and like you like with your experience is someone that you can like you know you could share those kinds of things or those feelings towards things it's like yeah i also feel the same way about that and that's just not something that you can share with someone who's like fucking uh just to be topical it's like you as like let's say you're like a 30 year old or late 20s or something like that um you I mean, maybe you can, I guess, but, like, you can't really relate to the, the fucking, like, 12-year-old that's, like, they just spend all day and night on Fortnite. No. And watching fucking, no. and watching, uh, like, a bunch of, like, um, Let's Play videos on uh, on, the, on their iPhone or whatever, fucking Minecraft Let's Plays and stuff at the same time because they all have ADD and shit. <laughs> so it's, like, um, it, it's just, like, 
there's always going to be this gap between those groups and stuff. So it's like it's it's hard to like for those people to like um de eye to eye is the word. But yeah, and it's like kids and, nowadays. And to go back to the whole Fritz thing, that is uh that's actually touched on at the very beginning of the movie when Fritz is hanging out with his band and uh, he they start like talking shit about that big group of people who were playing the... together at the center. Cause him and his band, who remind me a lot of like friends that I've had like in high school, were just like they're just like, oh, you know, those fucking teenagers over there, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, you know, they're just here for this and that. And like they're just talking shit about him just because. Like just because. Just because. But just because it's like, oh, well, we're older than clearly they're a bunch of pieces of shit and we're the we know everything because we're older. Yeah. yeah. And they're not even that much older, is the thing. They're they're no. college kids. But that's exactly the way that college kids are, for the most yeah. part at least. And it's yeah. it's just a good representation of kind of the uh like the older generation being introduced to the newer adults kind of um because i feel like this does a decent job about um like at the very beginning of the show um it has those construction workers talking on that girder and oh yeah the the yeah the actual very beginning where the guys mm. talking about like raising a child yeah. and like all like how to properly raise them and that like you go through all this effort to like to give to, them um, a great to, like, life raise them and... the way yeah to raise them the way that you were raised and to make them turn out like better than you and then they end up having different sets of ideals than you and stuff like that and the guys the dad's just like he's lamenting about like the like he's just like you know they didn't she didn't turn out the way i wanted to and now she's living with some dude or whatever and i'm like you know i spent all this money to get you to college or worked overtime or this and that and then this is how you repay me but it's just like that's just the difference in generations. It's the difference in perspective. You can't stop that. Like yeah. your kids are never going to be just like you, no matter how hard you try. Cause it's just a different generation. Life experience in general is also kind of, uh, brought up in this, in the way that, uh, you know, I already explained it, but just, I've laid many men <laughs> and laid many women. <laughs> <laughs> but just especially when Fritz tries to relate to the to the crows and he yep. and you know everybody else is just just keeps just literally patronizing them and especially in you know in the the 60s and early 70s you're not that far away from segregation like you're yeah. not that far away from all this stuff that just very recently happened and you're pretending to understand that you know uh you know what these people have gone through but at the same time like they they touch on that because the the, the crow himself is like you can't know unless you're um, a crow like yeah, yeah yeah it's like you can't know these things unless you're one of us it doesn't work that way yeah. it's like, and, and even then before that like do you see a table of, of crows talking about that like they're yeah experience. how there's a bunch of like yeah I, how yeah. like they went to school with white kids or you know, when they had a white friend, they still had to sit in the back of the bus. Yeah. Yeah, and they were bringing up how it's like when everyone else was having ham and cheese sandwiches, I was eating peanut, fucking peanut, peanut butter, butter yeah. and jelly. And then I, I actually laughed at that because it brings up how he has a uh, how he has a uh, two cans of peanut butter in his house, but he never he eats never them eats he thinks back to those days. Oh my god, it's just <laughs> it's like a constant reminder. Like the unfortunately those those things weren't recorded great. 
but yeah. those conversations no, it, it was pretty like uh, hard to tell at times so i had to really yeah. listen in. yeah but those conversations were just really good and they were just so natural yeah yeah, yeah. like genuine conversation and the the yeah. crazy thing is ralph bakshi what he did was he he said that he literally stopped people in the streets and he talked to he talked to black people and prostitutes and homeless people and uh <laughs> just anybody that was in the street um and he stopped them and sometimes he'd have them go to his um recording studio and just pay them five bucks or whatever to just record these natural conversations and he would steer them to the you know generally to where he wanted to get them to and you know in order to get those natural conversations but it's just something that's just so like the only other time you know granted i haven't seen too many um thing too many animated things Mm -hmm. that try and do this that try and have like Mm -hmm. natural conversations but the only other time that i've seen natural conversations recorded and animated in a good way is uh mtv's downtown yeah that's what i was gonna say you know downtown did that and that's what it reminded me of i was like this is this is like downtown except uh kind of it's not a natural conversation but it's a story like it's a guy recounting his like a story yeah it's it's like what he experienced. It's real. I'm I'm so like used to like anime conversations or just cartoon like or just conversations even in live action shit being so like so like structured. Uh, scripted and like they're they're purposely made in a way that they're supposed yeah structured that they they're 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 supposed to converse in a certain way mm-hmm. speak a certain way have a certain inflection and everything. It's just so predetermined that it's just like I get so used to that and so it's like hearing that. And hearing people like like the way they talk, the like the how do I, like the way they were speaking was so free. It was like like he was just talking. However, he he had a certain way of speaking. There wasn't any sort of like pauses or anything, and so it, it was nice. I I really enjoy that kind of thing, and I wish they would do that more often. Just have people sitting in a room and just fucking talking. Yeah, like it. it be, but the, you see, that's an issue with the uh, with um, voice acting industry. Where more often than not, they just, like, they send you a script, like, fucking a day before it's supposed to air. And then they're like, all right, here's your script. And sit in your little room and do the thing all by yourself. I feel like voice acting should be, like, a collaborative thing. I feel like people should sit in a room and do things. I understand people are busy, but this should be a fucking career for you, right? Like, yeah. th- this should be, like, a, a thing that you dedicate yourself like, to. It shouldn't just be a side gig where it's like, yeah, it's a it's a means to an end. It's like, no, like, you should sit, you should, like, meet up in an office. And like sit together, and then like you know be able to like work things out. Like I, that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, people want to. You know, people cost money, and people want to save money, and yeah. that yeah. this time is money. This and that, and that's just created what has become the the voice acting acting industry that it is now. Uh, there, there are sometimes when you know you actually get groups of people, like with uh, my favorite example is uh, Archer where you just get groups of people playing off each other because they're in a big group and they hear the the person uh, saying their line and they're able to ad-lib after that. And especially in the first season, it just happens so naturally that you're like, oh man, this is just so unexpected. Like these these quips are so like quick and snappy that it's something different that I haven't heard mm-hmm. before. But yeah, like Mike said, for the most part, it's just kind of like, um, I'm acting and now I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. 
But some studios do do that, but only like in the, I guess the rehearsal. Yeah. But then once everybody knows like how they should speak or like what lines they should speak, they do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like they go to different studios. But what do I know? I only saw like that happen once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've only, you know, this is just us speaking about from what we've seen in the, uh, this mm-hmm. is me talking about something I know nothing about. Yeah. So here we are. And you know, I've I've gone to conventions, I've asked questions, I've asked people about this. Um just because I like I mean, the only like, reason I know about the whole thing where it's like they get their script really late and then they're expected to like record is because I, I yeah, like Nuni said, I've heard like I've gone to these panels where these uh, voice actors speak and I've looked at interviews and stuff cuz I've had like in the past it's like an on and off thing where I've like wanted to dive into like possibly voice acting and stuff but I lack the um I guess drive to do it and then on top of that like all they ever say is that you got to spend like money like on this and that in order to like get shit going and it's just kind of like ah but I mean maybe one day like I don't know maybe in a year or two or something we'll see what goes on then I'll try to give it a shot but yeah, that that's where my knowledge about the the I guess the industry itself goes just so I, I've heard from like I, I guess firsthand experiences. Yeah, and I mean, especially now, if if you want to get into the anime industry, especially now with simul dubs and stuff, you have to be fucking. You have to you have to either already be established as a really good voice actor in order to get a job, because you're expected to get these things done like same day, one episode per day, and that's all you get. Or you have to be like really talented and just happen to land like the role of a lifetime. That it's just kind of like a, a hard thing to do if you really think about it. Yeah, it's like it's like acting. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like acting. Not everyone's gonna hit. Not a everyone's big role. gonna like you know make it big, but it's yeah. You know, I mean, my goal really would just be to like get a steady income out of it. Yeah. Uh. Oh. <clears throat> Uh, what do you guys think about uh, the animation speak- style? Yeah, I was gonna bring that <laughs> I up. feel like it shifted from fluidity to like really choppy. Le- le- I like the I like the crow dance, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that the, was so weird when it happened out of nowhere. I was like, all right, cool. There are parts that are just so like super animated, like just mm-hmm. animated so well. Yeah, and, but like I said, for me, it ranged between like really nice and fluid looking and bouncy, and I was this is good to uh, damn, this is a uh, barely over a slideshow. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a, a a fault of the the financial backing of it. Uh, like I said, this uh, on on Wikipedia it said that this had seven hundred thousand. On an interview, Ralph actually said that they had eight hundred thousand. But in the interview, he admitted that for a project like this, um, that wasn't a lot of money because at that time Disney was spending twenty million on animated films. So compared True. to eight hundred thousand, that's like nothing, and they had to basically, uh, especially with cells at that time, uh, animation cells, mm-hmm. they had to get everything like first try, no redos, no nothing. Uh, yeah. So they were like really trying to do the best that they could with what they had. And um, Ralph Bakshi has like an animation background with uh, what was it, Tiny Toons or something like that where um Tiny. or teletoons hold on let me let me look this up real quick Looney Tunes? no it's not <laughs> it's not something so big but he did he did do some jobs in hanna-barbera mm. and he did do some work at a 
tunes. Terry tunes. Mm-hmm. Where uh he he did some animation for Mighty Mouse and he like he did some animation for like some well known cartoons. Mm-hmm. And because of that uh the animations that he did, uh he um made relationships with like people that animated Popeye and uh other and Popeye's the only one that comes to mind because I've been drinking for a bit. But I I I promise <laughs> I had a list of people that I was like, oh, this guy worked with animation. And then he this was one. prepared. I was prepared. But he he made a relationship with people where so one of the reasons that there's like some obvious uh jumps in quality is because he the first people that he that he worked with was people that he knew from Teletoons that have had ex- that had had experience according to him had had experience with uh animation for a long long time they were like veterans of of animation and stuff so mm-hmm. they they knew what they were doing and stuff but then he went from New York to California actually and he basically went from the people that he knew over in New York to um working with Warner Studios to he to with people he wasn't too familiar with so that's that kind of explains some of the like fluidity and then sudden like um i guess staggered animation that happens from time to time but i yeah. i think juan and i were talking about this earlier it has like a very um i don't know if the comic is like this only because i haven't read the comic or seen the comic but it has a very schoolhouse rock feel to it yeah Especially when he's like fucking that human girl, <laughs> <laughs> that pink human girl. It, it had a very schoolhouse rock to it. Um, but I was telling Nuni that this type of style drawing, um, I've seen coloring books of this before back in the nineties, and it was like a a coloring book that got printed a lot. You know, if we wanted to go buy coloring books, that was like one of the books that we got. And honestly, I hated that drawing. Like, I hated the style of drawings. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I just hated it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this uh, the style, I think I told Juan, it's something, it stands out, but it's not, um, it's very, it's basic, but it does stand out. Yeah. And honestly, it's very of its time, that, yeah, that style of drawing. It is. Like, like every time I see that type of drawing, I do. It does remind me of the seventies and and like how everything came out of that era. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my dad is a product of those times, and um, he was actually into drawing, which kind of which I thought was cool until I found like drawings of like sex positions under my parents' mattress when I was like ten years old, <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. What's sex? This is quite strange. This is quite strange. Also, these aren't that bad. <laughs> and uh but other than Isn't it amazing how like when you're younger like you'll you'll fucking like anything will do. But then like as as an adult and like as my taste has been has been refined, I've uh, as Frankie put it, I've become a porn snob. You're so fucking What's picky, like, oh, Mike. Fucking- Ah, oh, fuck, fuck this. This isn't this isn't nearly up to my standards. Uh, man. I, like I, I will not settle for for anything but the best. I mean, I at this point, uh, only being let, let's say, uh, much like Fritz, Fritz, I'm a man of a uh, of a uh, wide tastes, <laughs> <laughs> and 
I mean, I could go from masturbating to just the thought of something to have it needing to be a very, very specific thing, depending on the day. And me literally spending <laughs> hours and hours trying to find that thing, dick in hand, limp as fuck, just saying, no, 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 this will not do. It has to be. I this. can't go to bed until I find that specific thing. And I swear to so help me God, if, if I, I don't, don't find it, it then, then I'm not going then, to bed. And then, you know, now it's like 5 a.m., and you're like fuck, uh, and then you finally found it, and you're like, uh, well, and then, and then it's just not worth it because no. you're like, and then, like, well, then, I, then there are those days where it's eight in the morning, and you're like, I need, I need this right now. <laughs> I I'm late for work already, but I'm sure my dad will be cool with it. I need this now, and I just found it right now. I need. To <laughs> Listen, Mike. It just took so long to find it. You need to be rewarded for your actions. Mm. Speaking of which, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, not my experience, but uh, I found a. It's a Vice interview about like a certain porn, like some part of the porn industry that makes custom-made porn. Mm-hmm. So, like the the person that's uh, so it's commissioned quest- porn. That sounds like, yeah, it's expensive. Video porn. That yeah, sounds very expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's commissioned porn where it's like the customer wants exact items. Like they want a a specific watch from a from a specific store down to like what shoes and shoelaces. Jesus Christ, that, that's even more yeah. specific than I was thinking. Like. Like, yeah, like, I was thinking of like specific scenarios and positions. Yeah, no. like like my many you bits. You have to have a half-filled gallon of milk, <laughs> the Great Value brand, whole milk, not two percent. So not none of that hill country shit. Fuck that, Great no, Value. No, it has to be Great yeah. Value. No, they're milk. they're very specific, and they even go like like a day in day in the life of like how this video is made, and they're like, oh, this client wants this like type of shoe and we had to go buy it and it cost three hundred dollars. Fuck. Yeah. I mean I'm sure the client's paying out the ass. Yeah. I mean yeah, because they, they can't find that type of point anywhere else, but And if I had that kind of money, I guess I might do that. But even then, like I'd rather I'm not hire an animation picky. studio for it, not fucking yeah. live action. And if you're spending <laughs> if you're spending though. that much money, might as well just, you know, Get what you really I mean, want. I made yeah. a high quality hentai. H. None of this fucking. I hate the new fucking things that are coming out because they decided they could be as lazy as fuck yeah. using Flash, where it's just like it's like extreme, like it's nothing but tweening. It's just it's like little things moving on from side to side, just like the model itself, yeah, like sliding and up just, and down or moving. Just loop and I this animation, hate it because, and it'll be because good they've been adapting dojins that I actually like, and they're like, nah, fuck you. And then, and then there's another one where um, I believe it was uh, fuck what, a tiny evil. Fuck that entire thing. <laughs> fuck that entire thing. That was actually a really good series of dojins. And then they were like, "Well, what if we ruined it?" And then they did. <laughs> oh man. And they can't even blame it because, like, the the main antagonist girl sort of thing. Um, she's a she's a doll. She's a lolly doll. Mm-hmm. And like, they gave her tits. And it's like, oh, well, it's because they're trying to avoid getting in trouble for Lolly. But, but then you have, like, not even a few weeks or months earlier, there's been, like, all for the past two years or so, there's been an explosion of, like, Lolly hentai again for some reason. 
and it's like they're all flat chested they're flat chested it's like it's not a it's not they can't use that as an excuse so all i can think about is that it's like the director's personal taste is like let's slap some like weird big ass tits tits on on her because fuck it let's not even big or like like misshapen weird ones they're like yeah just let's just give that there you go that they got that and they're like yeah that'll that'll work because not not i don't know if if you know japanese people know this but not all girls have tits I, yeah. And some of us kind of like some mature girls with uh, not the biggest tits in the world. Depending I mean, on the I, day. I like all sizes. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the day for me. Yeah, right? it's the, just the, day you know, or the hour, even. It's the day, the hour, what the weather's like outside, what my general mood is, yeah. how work was, what did I eat that morning? I mean, so it's like, did, it did I have a good on, dream or not? Like, it all it all just yeah, depends. It all varies. So it's like, my, my taste, it, 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 it wanes quite frequently. So it's like, <laughs> you know, one day I'm into one thing, the next I'm into the other. And then you have those 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 fabs occasionally where you fab to it, and it's like, yeah, this is amazing. And then afterwards, like, you're like, uh, all right, now I have to delete my history right, and pretend now. I've never looked at these things ever again. And then, like months later, you get the same like fucking dark urge. No, no, here's building here's here's the thing. You think to yourself, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just did that," and then you you try and forget about it, and you're like, oh, "Okay, now that that's done, I'm done with this, and I'll never come back to it ever again." And then weeks or months go by, and you're like, "Oh my god, what's the name of that thing? I need it. <laughs> I, I need it right now." That's how you fall. It's a slippery slope, a slippery my slope. friends. It's a, it's a slippery slope. You see, that's how you... <laughs> my trick is to just uh, force myself to not look those things up again. And I'm like, all right, there you go. I'll never fall I, for I'm better for. I'm a better person for restraining myself. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'd get nothing done. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, uh, shit. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I jerk off like twice a day or something like that. But... If I'm bored enough, yeah, I, I, mean, I can fucking... <laughs> I can go to town. I can make a day of it. Nunia will make... Yeah, Nunia will get fucking... He'll, he'll get some bottles of water and some snacks and just throw himself into bed. Yeah, like, there's nothing right, stopping me. I There's nothing stopping me. I am the master of my That's own true. life. Wake up, sheep. Nunia's day off. <laughs> Nunia's big day there off. There you go. Just fucking two hours of him laying in bed. Nunia's big limp day. <laughs> <laughs> and the second day will be Nuni's chafed. <laughs> Nuni's, uh, oh, why is my, why is it so sore? Oh, I gotta really pee, but I can't pee right now, and uh, for various reasons, you know, inflation's a thing. Mm. And Nuni's, uh, Nuni's into sounding. Yeah, okay. but speaking of inflation, uh, so Dobson? nah. It has. It actually has nothing to do with inflation. Um, so Fritz had like three very super obvious and maybe to a fault the director's fault. Just like three, it's obviously a three act structure. The first act is uh, all based on like hippie culture and shit. The second act mm-hmm. is all based on black culture and you know. Uh, the third uh, and act, the third is, act activism. is activism and Nazis and heroin and crack and I didn't expect the third act and sadomasochism, sadomasochism. yeah uh, there was more blood in that third act than I thought that there was ever going to be in this whole show yeah it was it was a little mm-hmm. off-putting honestly like the whole scene was fairly off-putting mainly because I had poor violence yeah so it's yeah. like eh, I, I was like this isn't 
that's not cool. I hope they don't no, kill me. And they no, did. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, that's Yeah, cool. that's, that's fine. But this poor girl. I mean, you know, granted, she was she was into this uh, heroin addict, uh, blue bunny, Nazi. Nazi biker guy. But yeah. she seemed like a good girl. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, naive and stupid and... And your your stereotype that still exists in this day that people still make characters of where she like really she's just like really oh, into yeah she's just really into this guy and she's just so gullible and she's just so into this relationship yeah yeah, yeah. and the rabbit's so strung out he's so fucking strung out he's constantly but it's how you know we weren't children of the 60s or the 70s or the 80s how how fucking nuts do you think this was when it came out like i'd imagine there is a bit of outrage i don't know about like you know outrage i'd say there mm-hmm. is like people look down on sternly yeah i don't know i feel like it's mm. I mean, it didn't oh, reach I, a wide audience, grossing ninety million. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of people. We can't say that it didn't reach people. So I'd say there is a there is some dissent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I can't say, but it's kind of similar to what other films that I saw that I've heard about before, like the black exploitation kind. Yeah, exploitation movie. But I think black exploitation was a. Uh was a big thing in the late 70s and early 80s, no? Mm. Yeah, it was there were, there was a genre of movies in the 60s and 70s that had to do a lot of uh, shock value and and gore. Yeah. But I mean, much yeah, like this is a cartoon, 90s, so it was like that I know. guess that was just the trend, ultra violence, mm. much like yeah. the 90s was a uh, the 90s was extreme and sports and being as fucking zany and in your face as possible. So extreme, fucking, though. How do you do, fellow kids? Dude, fucking Purple Pucci. and red and green ketchup. <laughs> oh, green uh, ketchup. Yeah. Now that, those yeah. were the days. I had the blue one, I believe. Oh, you're uh, a monster. Yeah. My dad was constantly put off by it. Like, he refused to use that ketchup bottle. And the idea of green ketchup now is just so fucking... It's very yeah. off-putting to me. Like, I don't, I wouldn't use it, like, nowadays, most definitely. But, like, yeah. It was it's off-putting just... back in the day because my second cousin would literally, like, put the eat it? on her mouth and just, like, uh, the whole... Oh, my God. So, so I, when you I see the bottle... Can't. Like, even as a kid, I couldn't do that. But when you see the bottle, you see, like, the encrusted ketchup on uh, it. And, and like, saliva and, mixed in. That's yeah, and, uh, and that was his off No, so no, that, that's, that's what Juan says off-putting, but it's really what got him off. And no, I can't God. believe what you just did to Juan. That's, uh, <laughs> it's gross. Mm. Juan just developed, uh, that's how you develop fetishes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the one that's commissioning those videos. <laughs> yep. I want that green Shrek ketchup. I need some green Shrek ketchup, and uh, they need to be wearing uh, fucking Vans. Vans. It ha- and they need to have their shoes untied. And you need to have <laughs> the shoes to be... The shoelaces to be parallel and flat. I don't want them crisscross applesauce. I need them straight. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that, that's another thing, too. The The client commission to, like... Uh, have them like ejaculate on the shoes. Dang. 
and have the, uh, the shoes delivered. Well, we'll have the actress put on the shoes. Ah. There's a foot fetishist, you say? Of course. I guess. Someone's a foot fetishist. But, uh, fuck, I had a thing. Uh, come on, you can do it. Uh, let me go pee, and then I'll come back, and I'll hopefully remember the thing. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, with the political rhetoric of Fritz the Cat, that we said from the very beginning... This is going to be very political. I feel like this, um, like Ralph Bakshi's interpretation of Fritz the Cat actually pokes fun at both, uh, at that time, what I'm assuming to be the left wing and the right wing ideals. Like it doesn't, it's st- like surprisingly it kind of sticks mostly to the left wing, but it also, uh, fucks around with, uh, what we call nowadays like right wing ideals, like, uh, religion and just, law enforcement and uh things like that yeah i mean it's very on the nose crows are the blacks the pigs are the police yeah it's just <laughs> so so on the nose very. why are you crying because you can't dance you're not a jew <laughs> but like one yeah. of the, like another reason that the that robert crumb the creator of the of the comic wanted to get his name taken off of it was because he felt that um Ralph Bakshi uh he didn't he didn't like Ralph Bakshi attacking the um activist left or you know the just basically the left in general which i think is pretty hypocritical considering I mean the whole series i mean the whole movie itself from what i got from it was that it was just calling everybody a hypocrite on yeah. all sides yeah, yeah. Bye, Which, hey, who is it? That, oh, that's Tiny. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, like, but that's what I like the most about the movie. It's that it, it calls everybody a hypocrite. Like, nobody's, nobody's special, but everybody thinks that they're special. And yeah. that's just, uh, you know, that's just a, a good message to get apart. Just a good message to get in a movie. And, uh, this movie actually wasn't that great. <laughs> actually, wasn't that great. But for some reason, like the message of the movie, or the message that I, I took away from the, the movie, message. Um, yeah. The there's a lot of the movie where I was like, this is kind of retardedly done and a bit ham-fisted. But yeah, I mean, the message itself is a good message. I can take it from that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Like uh, I I feel like we we've, we've talked about so many things that were presented in the movie. But the movie itself is, um, I want to say, like, okay at best. I uh, mean, like I said, I just, I really dislike the whole, like, Fritz as a character. Like, um, or, like, what he represents as a character. Because, like I said, I explained that, like, he's supposed to be the one doing the meta commentary. But it's like, oh, but look, he's also, like, a hypocrite and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. look at it. It's so clever. But the way they went about doing it was in that they were just like, come on, dude, look at it, get it, get it. He's he's a hypocrite. Do you understand? Do you get it? Do you, Do get, you get it? it? Clap for us. Fucking Do you get it now, Mr. On the back. Do you get it now? Are you, are you feeling it now? Fucking, you know, fucking, I understood the thing. Give me, give me a, give me oh. a reward and shit. Oh. Like, it was very, like, ah, it, it was too in your face. There's no subtlety. There's That's what no I hate subtlety, about yeah. shit. And it's been gone for so fucking long. There's mm-hmm. just no subtlety in anything anymore because, like, the fucking, the people, the directors, they, they can't trust the viewers to understand shit. 
And I know in a lot of cases, yeah, that's the case. These people are stupid. They won't understand it, so you got to, like, put it right in their face. But I'm yeah. annoyed because I can't enjoy shit anymore because there's no subtlety in shit. Like, it's all right there. There's no, like, trying to, like, understand, like, the nuances or trying to figure out what the symbolism behind this is because even the symbolism is fucking elementary. So yeah. it's like there's never any thought put into anything. Like, media has devolved into just, like, you turn your brain off, you just sit there and you just laugh or occasionally and shit like that. Like, I love it when it, it like, it, it evokes something in you. Like, yeah. when it actually makes you think a little bit. I enjoy shit like that, but, mm, we, but we've lost that. And it's just... Uh, I feel like, unfortunately, because this is an animation and this was a 60s, and they did try and play these characters um, subtly, and they kind of did, like, play Fritz straight. Um, people would try and think that he was um, being serious about the character and like the, me- you know, the whole um, self-righteousness would be lost and everything. And then they would think that that Fritz was trying to send a message of, uh, you know, of I'm doing everything right and you're doing everything wrong. And they would think, oh, yeah, he doesn't see the obvious flaws in this character. Yeah, but it's like, did they really need to remind you about that fact, like, every two mm. seconds? Because, like, every character he meets ends up telling him the same shit, and it's kind of like, yeah. I get it, I get he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be reminded every ten fucking seconds. Listen, Mike, you just wish you had a, a strong, independent woman in your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest, when she was saying that shit, I was like, you know what? Fritz, you are lucky that this it's fucking true, bitch cares. Like, yeah, that, that was true. Like, like as much as I roll my eyes at hearing that nowadays, that's mm-hmm. more of a t- that's more of a thing about now. Like, you know, with all the shit that's happened as of like the past, Possibly. like I don't know, like six or seven years. But like, he she was right though. It's like you you are he was he lucky was that, he, lucky had that he had someone like that was her. looking after him. And I love how she mentioned like uh, the chick with the glasses that he had had the orgy with when they were younger. So it's like yeah. And then sure enough, that girl was the one that with the other uh, group of fucking groupies. They show up to the hospital thing. Yeah. And then they have another orgy. I get. Yeah. Overall, uh, there's a movie that I kind of want to own only because. Uh, only because I appreciate the message of it, and that's kind of weird for me to say. Because, uh, like we said, the movie's not amazing. Nope. Uh, but I do like it. And it's just kind of a, a different thing than I'm used to, I guess. I'm used to liking things because they're just well-made and well-done, and they have a good message behind it. Uh, I just kind of like this just because there's a message behind it that just kind of... Uh, resonates right now and it's weird yeah that's that's a weird thing it's, i think i guess we come into a full circle I don't yeah know. yeah full that was actually one of the things that i was gonna say i was gonna say uh congratulations boys uh, we came <laughs> full circle <laughs> history does indeed repeat itself history is is not necessarily a circle but and a nothing spiral is new yeah. under the sun as some quote in some bible, some bible maybe said yeah See, we spiral around and see similar things, but it's not always the same. But it is close enough to where we can say, ah, I've seen this before. (laughs) And then proceed to do nothing to to, to fucking... No, we're just like, ah. Well, look at that. No, not really. I mean, I've resigned myself to my fate. I'm just kind of like, I go with the flow. And I feel much happier in doing it. 
I mean, I, I don't push my ideas onto other people, but whenever people ask me about things, I tell them what I think and I'm not, you know, I don't hold back much like in the, in the beginning of the podcast, uh, when I mentioned, like I will mention again, uh, ideas and situations in life isn't as simple as one or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, keep on, keep an open mind. Uh, you know, and think about things. And that's just my philosophy about almost everything. Do it. Don't be a fucking bitch. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Come on her tummy. (laughs) 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 And if you would like to come on her tummy, you can come to mbtpodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. On Facebook, we are at Magical Broadcast. Mark made us on Instagram. We are at uh or yeah i guess magical broadcast on there also uh any closing thoughts about fritz the cat um we talked about this a lot longer than i expected us to yeah i mean we did ramble on for quite a bit why did i bring up why did i bring up my cousin again um why did we bring up the whole i i think it it started because of the difference between you know age groups oh generations yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh wh- but why did i go on on a tangent about her uh getting pregnant and all that stuff oh because you were talking about like uh how like relationships with a large age gap tend to not work okay there we go she's in jail right yeah. now oh well there you go yeah human <laughs> trafficking turns out to be illegal What a world we live in. What a world we live in. Podcast, Maho, Aniki, Henshin, Podcast, Maho, Aniki, Henshin, Podcast.